Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. This is they BS in the Morning. They can't hear me because they're listening to Kid He is Shelly. Calm down. And calm down. <laughs> I can't calm down. I'm calm so down. Calm down. Are you done? Draw back two and punt? I guess not. That is funny though, isn't it? Yeah, I got bronchitis. Okay. Ain't nobody does that. Ain't nobody got time for that. I don't think that we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. How about pumas? You don't like pumas? Pumas? Yeah, pumas. You don't like pumas? They do have their own shoe line. <laughs> yeah, their own shoe line. Hey, it is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, you know, crazy stuff happening yesterday. Do you, do, okay. you, do you hear this about, this is sort of, I mean, let, let's start off, we always talk about not necessarily positive stuff. Let's talk about something really positive. First off, okay. the NHL season is history. The, Yay, the Stanley Cup was decided last night. And now, you know, the interesting, even though the Blues were out of it. That's just this year for 20, right? <laughs> well, maybe for the rest of the time. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows with what's going on? Uh, anyway, you know, this was the crazy weird season uh, that normally the Stanley Cup is decided in June. Here it is, almost October, and we're talking about, hey, the Stanley Cup's been decided in the NHL. Here's the interesting part of it. One of the guys on the Blues team last year, Pat Maroon, who is a St. Louisan, after the season was over, he chose, uh, the, I, don't, I don't think the Blues, I don't know if they offered him a contract for this, this season or he got an offer. Anyway, he went to Tampa Bay, okay? And guess who won the Stanley Cup? Tampa Bay. So he is one of, he is now one of eight, he's the eighth person in NHL history to win the Stanley Cup on two consecutive years on two different teams. And he's a St. Louis dude. Now, if you know anything about hockey, there aren't a lot. I mean, there, more and more there are NHL players that come from the United States. But when, you know, the NHL first came into the United States, you know, especially St. Louis, go back with the Blues history. I mean, it was all Canadian guys because, you know, once again, they got ice all there at the time. You know what I mean? They go out in the pond. It's yeah, ice. You know, it's cold. You know, you know, and they, and the winters last very long because you know some places in in Canada are up near the Arctic Circle or actually above the Arctic or Arctic Circle. Circle. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Pat Maroon and I believe he grew up in Maryland Heights. I have to look at that up. Um, and all roads lead back to the Lou. He'll well, be back. Well, you know, it's one of those things where you look at that and you go like, wow. And the crazy thing about it was that. I think he's up there in years as far as a hockey player is concerned. And uh, his last year with the Blues, he was sort of like, eh, on the bubble. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, I, and I'm not. probably needed a little breaky break. Uh, well, no. What I'm saying is he wasn't like the star player. You know, I mean, you know, he wasn't like Tarasenko or something like that. I mean, a lot of people, Pat Maroon, who's that? Never heard of him. Is he like on Maroon 5, you know? That, that's the reason I brought that up. Because, was he on Gilligan's Island? Well, the reason I brought that up is, hey, I'm always Mr. Segway, so we just played Maroon 5. So I brought up the story of the oh, NHL playoffs with Pat Maroon. Look at Maroon. you segwaying all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I would love to learn how to ride one of those. What, a Segway? A Segway. Uh-huh. I don't think it's, it's not supposed to take too much skill. I mean, you just jump on and away you go, isn't it? Isn't that the deal? No. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, you I just, mean, you have to learn how to ride it because it's all done by your feet and 
you know how you push up and back and no it's not it's got a steering wheel and gas pedal and a brake pedal and all that stuff on there I thought that was a little complicated. No, no, no. There's a steering wheel. I mean, wheel. I can't even you... ride a motorcycle anymore because I, I don't have dexterity. I don't know how I would do on a Segway. Well, what happened, old Dex? It'd be like a Segway run amok. Did you get the? Did you get rid of Dex? I'm sorry. You said you said you 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 don't you couldn't ride a motorcycle because you're as you don't have your old friend anymore. Who's my friend? Dex. Dexterity. Dexterity. Yeah, I know him. Oh, yeah, we go way back. <laughs> no. By the way, I have to tell what? you, I know you agree with me on this. And I don't, you know, you don't have to agree with me. You can disagree with me and everything I say. That's I, I fine. I agree with you on various points, but they're minimal. What's it up? It bothers me to see all the dudes on motorcycles and the dudettes with no helmets. With no helmets. Yes, it, it does. Just it bothers, bothers me to my me. core. And, and I have to be honest with you. Don't don't take this the wrong way, because you know I'm not a big Harley fan. It's all the Harley people. I mean, I still see the guys on on the the, the crotch rockets, you know, you know, because and they drive like fools. Well, no, but the BMW boys. See, I've I've said there's in motorcycles. There's three categories of motorcycle riders. Okay, there's the Harley boys and girls. There's the crotch rocket boys and mainly mainly boys. All right, some girls, and then there's almost exclusively the BMW dudes, and they're almost all dudes. I don't think I've water cooled engine. Well, I don't think I've ever seen a dude on a uh, or a dudette on a BMW, and they always have like a guy passed me last night in the interstate. He's got the big boxes. They don't have the bags. They have the boxes in back. You know what I'm talking about? You know the the Harleys have the baggers. And my old partner at the FAA got a uh, a BMW. Well, they're first off. I'm sorry, but they're incredible uh, motorcycles. And in a race between a Harley and a BMW, the BMW, if it's smaller, even, is going to just beat the daylights out of the Harley. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and the only reason they haven't completely taken over the police departments is because the, there's always somebody on the city council. We can't have no bike made in Europe. We've got to have an American-made bike. It's got to be a Harley for our police officers. That's what always happens. You know, and people are going to say, well, but the BMW is much safer and the BMW is, is, is designed, you know, from the ground up to be a police motorcycle. And the BMW, I don't care. It wasn't made in Milwaukee, so we can't have one of those. <laughs> yeah, we wasn't. can't we can't have one of those foreign bikes running around on our streets in the county here. We've got to have ourselves a more Harley. <coughs> Excuse me. I threw my voice in it and it, and it messed up anyway. So that's the deal. It bothers me. And you know what? I get it. I get the It really fact. does on so many levels. Well, I mean, you know, I'm the guy. Remember? I'm the guy who I talked about this one time, and I had somebody send me an email go, you are the stupidest jerk I've ever heard. I said, how many people, how many, you know, because every time, every time something comes along, they go like, you know, like with the airbags, you know, oh, this is going to save lives. And remember, way back when, seatbelts, why do you have to wear a seatbelt? They say, this is going to save lives. And it does. Airbags save lives. And it does. I say, everybody who's in. You have five-point restraints. Well, and crash helmets in your car. Everybody has to wear a crash helmet. And roll bars, well, like a Jeep. Well, a crash helmet, though. And a little... A, no. You, do you ask, know... Ask your dog. Those little bitty baby cars, they actually have a roll bar in there. Well, ask your daughter, who works in emergency medicine, used to be a paramedic and now is a nurse. Ask your daughter how many times people come into the hospital in cars 
who have severe head injuries. Because even though you got now you got airbags in the side and you know, did you know there's like a there's like a, a special airbag now that that for men that that you know when you're in a crash it it inflates, um, you know, under your seat between your legs and and saves the boys. Do you know that? Uh, that's not true. <laughs> it is true. It is not. It's true. Stop yes. it. It's true. You think I'm kidding? No, but seriously, ask your ask your daughter. And standard bet. No, it's true. I know. I have. I have a friend of mine that that you know that actually agrees with me on this because, and he's a. I don't know what he does. He does something in the emergency room, and he talks about this all the time. That there are so many people that come in to the emergency room in car accidents who have severe head trauma from you know, like let's say it's it's a side impact. Their head hits what they call the B pillar. You know, you know what I'm talking about in cars. You have what they call the A pillar, which is where the windshield is. And then the B pillar is, is the thing that between the first, you know, the front and the back seat, you know, where the, where the, 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 I know the, now. the rear door hinges, that's what they call it. A pillar, B pillar, B, uh, a C pillar. And if it's like a, like a minivan or something like that, it has like a D pillar. Caterpillar. Yeah. No, not that. Anyway. So, and he talks <laughs> about, and I said this to him one time, and he says, you know, you're right. He says, we have people come in that some people are actually killed by that, that their head wop, box, bops around inside the car. And even though they have the airbag, if they're hit sideways, their head will impact the door or the window, and they'll receive a severe uh, you know, impact to their head. And sometimes that is what kills them. I'm going, like, okay, put a crash helmet on. And then sometimes this is what's really nasty. You know, sometimes there are accidents when people have severe head trauma in cars because they whack each other's heads. Do you know that? I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If there's if a small car and they're sitting, you know, close to each other and they like, especially like a side impact where their bodies are thrown sideways, bang, they whack heads. Oh, man. No, seriously. Thank you for that, Brad. What happened to positivity? Well, no, 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 no. no. That's not with the bathwater. That was Pat Maroon. It was positive. That was positive. But, but, you know, once again, we talked about, you know, all sorts of weird stuff. I, I saw it again yesterday. I saw three different people pass me on the highway and, and you know, on their motorcycles with no helmets. And I get I know. It. Isn't it just... Well, but, but see, the thing that gets me is is that they, they you know, the, the anti-helmet people kept saying, hey, this is terrible. Why should we have to wear helmets as a safety feature? But then they get in their car, and if they don't wear their seatbelt in their car and they get pulled over by the police, they get a ticket. So it's like, okay, yeah. now hold on a minute. Now, if you don't have to wear a helmet, why should we have to wear seatbelts? You know what I mean? I mean, like, you yeah. know, same kind of deal. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'll never understand I don't it. And and you know what you know what I you know what I say when 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 things like that happened and I just so you know, many things. I, what? Oh, you know, sometimes I, I just don't I just don't quite understand. And sometimes I will look back and someone will say to me, you know, make an educated comment about your feelings in that. And I'll look back and I'll just, you know, put on my best professor look and I'll tilt my head sideways and I will just say something like the building is on fire. And they'll go, what the hell? It's 633. <laughs> With that, she's getting out. It is 633. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad 644. It is a uh, Tuesday morning. Second to the last day of September. Man, hard to believe. 29th today. Can you believe tomorrow is the last day of September? The last day of third quarter? You know, it's 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 the, the okay. So it's <laughs> easier for often. me to say. So, twenty twenty has probably been 
the most horrible year for a lot of people. But it sure has gone fast, don't you think? No, it's just gone incredibly slow. I hate it. It sucks. You know, I mean, I guess the thing that bothers me now is that uh, due to what we do, uh, and I said due to, uh, due to, <laughs> due to what we do, uh, I have been out and about almost every single day. And I know some people are going to go, I can't believe he's out there spreading germs. But the point is, that's just what we do. I have transmitter sites we have to maintain. We have to keep things on the air. We're considered to be, you don't even, nobody even talks about it anymore that we're essential personnel, Okay. The downside to this is that, man, I could go anywhere and not have any traffic jams and not wait in line, and except for, like, you know, schnooks and places like that. But for the most part, you go practically anywhere. There's nobody there. Well, now it's changing. Man, I mean, it's crazy. I had to mail something yesterday, and, uh, uh, you know, my favorite place, the post office. I went to two different post offices. I'm going like, okay, I don't quite understand what yesterday was, but on both post offices, the line was out the door, like, you know, out the, you know, through the counter, through the lobby, outside. I'm going, like, I don't really understand what's going on. Why is it today? Like, and the crazy thing was, you know, last Friday when I had all my escapades of mailing stuff that went across the hall in the downtown post office, I walked right up. and I was, Which was hilarious. I walked right up and I was, like, you know, the first guy in line. So I don't quite, I don't know what's going on. But who knows? You know, I mean, once again, uh, oh, by the way, tonight... Tonight's the debates. Are you going to watch the debates? You know, I actually might do that. Well, you know, what's fascinating to me about this is, and even to the point where CNN... If there are debates. Well, CNN is even starting to report this, is that not only is Joe Biden not talking to the press, neither is Kamala Harris. And yesterday she was at some... You know, the big thing now is is you throw these terms around, like HBCU... You know, like you hear people talk, well, you know, we need to take care of our HBCUs. You know what an HBCU is? Um, I know an HBIC is. No, but this is an HBCU. Have any idea? Historically black college and universities. Okay. So anyway, what I thought at all, Kamala is at a, some event at some HBCU yesterday. And when she gets done with her presentation, she just gets up and walks away. The reporters, they're not talking, you know, not talking to anybody. And what's interesting is if you start reading this stuff and by the way, God, next hour, we got to talk about this bizarre thing that happened in Florida over the weekend with the guy who used to be the campaign manager for Trump, this Brad Pascal guy. Oh, my God. I mean, I watched this video, and I'm just like, oh, man, I hate to see this. Anyway, uh, the point being is that— Brad not, Pascal. Yeah. Not not only is, is, is Joe Biden not talking to the press, neither is Kamala Harris. And— and it's a strategy. They're being handled for well, no, some reason. Well, oh, no, obviously, but it's a strategy. Is they're trying to essentially let let Trump, you know, hang himself. They're essentially saying, hey, we'll let him just talk. Because the more he talks, the, digger, the bigger the hole he digs for himself. And we'll just not say anything. I don't think that Joe Biden will let him talk. I just don't think that's in him. What do you mean? That he can... To let him talk. You don't think Joe can talk? Well, no, I don't. But that's, that's not what you I was You don't meaning. believe Joe I can talk? I don't think that it's in Joe Biden to let... Trump have any type of upper hand, and I don't think that he will be able to not speak. Well, the interesting part about this is, if you remember the last time Joe Biden uh, Joe Biden was in a debate was with Paul Ryan, who was running as vice president candidate. This was in 2012, and Paul Ryan was Mitt Romney's uh, vice presidential candidate, so they had the vice presidential debate, and it was Joe Biden against Paul Romney. And Joe Biden wiped the floor with Paul Ryan. 
it made look it made it look like that would have been his doppelganger. Well, it made it look like Joe Biden was like. I mean, it would be like me walking in the ring with, you know, the the heavyweight champion of the world. I mean, I mean, the guy would just, you know, he could just toy with me, and then not even, you know, let me putting like maybe twenty percent effort into a punch put me out cold. You know what I'm saying? It was just like he would pop you like a tip. Right. He was just he was just like playing with me. You know? Yeah, and and, yeah. and what was interesting was I I heard I heard that funny that the dog brought up the other day thinking he was bringing me home something special. Right. There you go. I heard a, a an analysis uh, one of these guys that was at that debate say that Biden wiped the floor with Ryan so badly, so early that then he started to like lay back like you know and he was sort of like you know okay man i'm just not i'm just not i'm just gonna just just you know just lay back let this guy sort of shoot himself in the foot you know and was like you know it was it was the pro against eddie munster the pro against eddie munster yeah. why does he look like eddie munster paul ryan did he had that wid- widow's peak he looked like eddie munster oh yeah you, you know, know that him? means yeah. internal beauty right widow's peak yes i don't you know I don't. I've never heard that, but I. You know, I remember. My one. mother had a widow's peak, and it's true. But did she look like Eddie Munster? No, oh. she did not. Okay. She looked like Lana Turner. Well, good thing she didn't look like Eddie Munster. <laughs> good thing she didn't look like Eddie Munster. That's all I can say. <laughs> no, I had a crush on Eddie Munster. Uh, oh, you know what? You know people say I look like. No. Grandpa Munster. You think? No. <laughs> No, you don't. You might have his sense of humor, but you don't have. You do not look like Grandpa Munster. Okay, it is. It reminds me of an Adam Carolla story that that he grew up in in Hollywood or, or in West Hollywood or North Hollywood, or whatever. And his best friend's dad was Grandpa Munster. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. You know, when you think about that, you think about like if you grow up, if you grow up like like in Hollywood, you know, you may grow up, and you yeah, know, not yeah, everybody yeah, lives yeah, in a mansion. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like you may grow up down the street from some guy who's or some gal who's a TV star or a movie star, and your kids go over to their house and play, you know, with with their kids. You know, I mean, like you know, that doesn't happen around here. You know, but yeah, in Hollywood, I guess it does. Hey, six. We don't have the monsters here. That's right. It's six fifty one. You know, when I want it to play, it won't play. And when I want it to stop, it won't stop. I have no idea what's going on it's this It's just morning. like having a conversation I, with a woman, I isn't it? No, no, I'm not going to say that. I just don't. <laughs> That's okay, I did I, I just you. have no idea what in the world is going on this morning. Okay, uh, it is BS in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am Shelly, she is Brad, and it's been one of those mornings so far. 7.06. Okay, two things to talk about right now. First off, I want to I run an idea by you. Okay. And this is somewhat controversial. Okay. And I may get myself in trouble just for floating this idea. You know how they have this thing, there are various cities, they have this thing, defund the police, defund the police. Yes, okay. I think that's oh, like so 2020. <laughs> I want to I start a movement in St. Louis to defund KWMU. Why? KWMU is the public radio station, okay? Right. And once again, they operate radio stations like none of us in the commercial business can because why? They get government money. They get, you know, they're owned by the University of Missouri, St. Louis, and they get Corporation for Public Broadcasting money, which is, you know, from the federal government. Excuse me. And they do get donations. People donate money to them. Okay? Okay. It's a mess over there. 
because that was the one worth telling you about. Like, they, they fired the guy who's the general manager because they said he was a white supremacist, okay? Now, what's interesting is this is happening all over the country at these public radio stations. WAMU in, in, in Washington and, this, and the, uh, the Minnesota public radio station in, in Minneapolis and something's going on on the West Coast at KQED and stuff like that. And keep in mind, these are all radio stations that to a large degree are funded by your and my tax dollars. And the problem here in St. Louis was Patty Wente, who ran, ran KWMU for years, they didn't like her, so the news department decided we're going to get her out of here, so they started sending her you know, anonymous letters to the Riverfront Times. The Riverfront Times started running these terrible stories about Patty Wente, and they fired Patty Wente. Okay, same things now happen with, with KWMU. Now, keep in mind, KWMU is the station where Don Marsh, when Karen Foss came into the studio... And he said, wow, you look great. His producer filed a complaint against him because of the fact that that was, that was a terrible thing to say to a woman. Okay? If a guy comes up to the st- on the street to you, or let's say you're going to a chamber event, and somebody comes up to you who have never met a guy, and he walks up to you and says, you look great. How would you take that? I'd say, well, thank you. <laughs> yes, I think. And I'm going like, I don't get it. He didn't, you know, Don Marsh didn't say, hey, babe, nice dress. You're smoking hot. You look very attractive today. <laughs> no, no. I mean, he, he said, you look, okay, so I say we should defund KWMU and make them just operate off of advertising sales. Now, they do this goofy thing. They don't, technically, they don't do ads. They do, they do underwriting announcements. And you can't do call to action. Like on our station, we can say, hey, you want a great electrician? Call Caleb Hunter at Extreme Electrical. That's a call to action. We're telling you, grab your phone, call him, go on the internet, contact him, get that guy out there to fix your shorts. And it's a call to action, Okay. But you can't. Yeah, it's just kind of like well, your car's broken down. You need to go to Salt River Automotive. Well, even that is not necessarily, you know, it, the call to action would be you need to, could be sort of, if you said take your car to Salt River Automotive, that's a call to action, okay? You can't do that okay. in, on, on, in public radio. You have to say, if your car is, 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 uh, is uh, you know, not operating properly, Salt River Automotive is an excellent place that you might uh, that you should consider in your you know journey of fi- figure out who's going to fix your car. They say weird stuff like that. Okay, defund KWMU. Just defund it. I mean, like you know, stop the government money. You know, stop the state. You know, have the University of Missouri have UMSL. And there's you know there's these there's these, these you know college stations all over the country that are being sold off. And you know what? You know what they end up as God Squad stations. There's all these college stations that are being sold. Uh, matter of fact, the the uh, one of the university stations in in Kansas City got sold to to the 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 the, the uh, University of Missouri KC. So now the University of Missouri KC has two radio stations, not one but two. I'm going like okay, and once again, they don't pay FCC license fees. They don't pay, you know, like um, you know, commercial broadcasters, we got to pay licensing fees. And if we, you know, do modification on our transmitter and we have to file something with the FCC, we have to pay a fee to file that with the FCC. You know, if we have an application for a new station, fees to the FCC. Com- non-commercial stations like KWMU, they pay nothing. It's all free. So I say, will you join me in defunding KWMU? And you and I are going to go down there and protest with signs. Defund KWMU. What do you think? 
I can do that. Why would that be controversial? <laughs> because there are going to be some people, you go, they're another radio station. Once again, the problem is, and here's the deal, they got problems in the news department again. They're saying there aren't enough minorities and we're not being treated right. I got news for you. Those people at KWMU are making more money than almost everybody in the commercial radio business. And not only that... You know, they're complaining, well, so-and-so got laid off. Hey, there's radio stations that have completely gotten rid of their news department because they can't afford it anymore. They got, like, nobody. You know, even on Camo X, the guy who is, you know, even the guys, like, who are the sports guys, the sports guys in Camo X for years, they never did anything but sports. Now you got, what's his name, uh, the guy who's the, the sports director, uh, Dave Ackerman or Paul Ackerman or something like that. Anyway. He's like doing news in the mornings because of the fact that, you know, he they can't afford to just have like straight sports guys anymore. They got to have sports and news guys. You know, once again, our business has been kicked in the butt and my butt's been kicked so much it's sore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, yes, I'm I know. tired of getting kicked in the butt. And then I'm hearing people complain, we don't like what's going on in our newsroom. This is not right. We have a general manager who's a white supremacist. I go, first off, the dude is not a white supremacist. I don't know the guy. I've talked to him once in my life. You know, it would be like me saying to you, Shelly hates men. She hates all men. She won't be around any men. You know, even though she's married to a man, she hates men. I just, it would just be bull, you know, bull poo-poo. It would be what our show is, BS, if I said that about you. You know, but once again, people say, well, he's a white supremacist. Oh, come on. Give me a break. You know, I'm just tired of it. You know, and, and once again, the crazy thing about it is, is part of the problem is they got, at one point in time, they hired like 20 news people, Okay. Channel 4 doesn't have 20 news people. Channel 5 doesn't have 20 news people. I think KMOX is down to like three. And they're moaning and groaning. Oh, we're just being treated so badly. Oh. Okay, I'm done with that. Number two, okay? <laughs> Brad, and you know, and I have to tell you. You're funny. No, no, no. This, is, this, were, this really bothered me, okay? I saw this, you know, they talk about body cam video. This really bothered me. This guy's name is Brad Parscale. I think that's how you pronounce it. And up until recently, he was the head guy for the Trump re-election campaign. He was the chairman or whatever it was, the Trump re-election campaign. And back in 2016, he headed their digital campaign. And a lot of people credit the fact that the things he did back in 2016 put Trump in the uh, the White House. Some people will, uh, were probably mad at Brad Parscale because he was very good at his job and he got Trump in the White House. And other people were happy that Brad Parscale got Trump in the White House. Get what I'm saying? Okay, so yes. they had the big thing, what was it, in Tulsa? where they had this was like the first big, uh, you know, uh, uh, rally, the Trump rally after the COVID-19. And they had the big thing in Tulsa and they were going to pack the the Tulsa, you know, wherever it was, the auditorium. I don't know where it was, some arena or something like that. And they were so convinced that there was going to be a gazillion people show up that they put up a secondary stage outside with a big screen TV. So like was the overflow area. So the people who couldn't get into the Tulsa auditorium to see Trump on his first time when he's you know back after the COVID-19 thing could go outside and watch this big screen TV. Well, remember what happened? They didn't pack the place, and nobody showed up at the stage for the overflow stage because everybody who wanted to get into the Tulsa Arena got in. And Trump did not like that because of the fact that, you know, this was his, you know, first term, you know, time back in the limelight. You know, hey, I'm here. You know, we're back with our rallies again. And it didn't turn out very well, and they fired Brad Parscale. So I believe it was Sunday. Um, Fort, he lives in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 
his wife 911 the police department and she was outside her house and she said i can't remember what her name is i'm so and so my husband brad is inside i think he's trying to kill himself so the fort lauderdale police show up and um there's like like huge long sections of body cam video where the police are outside you know all the cars are you know all the police cars are parked in the in the street and one of the police officers is trying and they called him on his cell phone and they're trying to talk him you know they're not going in they're not going to go in they say hey we're not coming in you know here's what we want you to do they're like i guess this was like maybe the hostage negotiator had the body cam on and you know talking to him and you couldn't obviously hear the other side of the conversation but you know you can figure out what he's saying and they go come on brad hey you know come on man you know we're not here to hurt you come on out come on out you know and then she starts talking okay now I'm going to say something inappropriate here, okay? They're in Florida. She's wearing a towel around her body. And I'm going like, I wonder why she's, I wonder if she doesn't have any clothes on, if she just left the house with no clothes on, right? So in the beginning part of the, the body cam, she's like wrapped in this white towel. And then later, the towel comes down and she's in a extremely skimpy bikini top. Okay. <laughs> Why would she do that? Well, I'm once again, it's Florida. It's Sunday. You know, sun's out. They might have a swimming pool in their backyard for all I know. And you know, and you know what? Okay. I have, I have, I have people that I know. Well, I have a f- swimming pool in my backyard, and if the cops are called, I definitely wouldn't be sporting a really um, seductive. Well, <laughs> I would put a shirt on and pair of pants. Basically, I, I, I have had people tell me that when they have lived in Florida. And I, I had one woman tell me this, that when she came home, all she wore was her bikini. That was all she would wear. That was, you know, she when she'd come home, she'd take off her clothes, she'd wear her bikini, and that would be till she went to bed. And, you know, that way if she wanted to go dip in a pool, she had a pool in the backyard, she'd jump in the pool, you know, and that way she didn't have to change clothes. Okay, so anyway, the body cam video is, and she's wearing this really skimpy bikini top. And first off, editorial comment. She's smoking hot. Okay, I didn't say that, but I just yeah. did. Okay. Yeah, I figured as much. <laughs> I'm not, so therefore I would be dressed. <laughs> okay, so so finally, I think like after an hour, the body camera, you know, I just saw the edit. The edit's like three, four minutes long. And finally he comes out and sits on the front porch. And the police are still out in the street. And the one guy's, you know, talking, not, not on the phone anymore. And they're just talking to him. And he's wearing nothing but, like, board shorts. You know, he doesn't have a shirt on. He doesn't have pants on, no flip-flops, nothing. He's just wearing those, you know, those long sort of shorts that go down to your knees. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Don't they call those yeah, board I, shorts? Isn't that what those are? Okay, whatever, whatever they are. I'm not Mr. Fashion, so I wouldn't know. <clears throat> so he's sitting on front porch. And the cops, come on, Brad. Come on. We're, we just want to talk to you, man. Come on over here. Come on over here. <clears throat> Excuse me. So finally, he's got a beer in his hand, and he's walking, you know, toward the cops. And there's a car or a truck parked in his, a pickup truck parked in his driveway. And he walks toward the cops, and he and the cops going, "Hey, man, we're not here to hurt you. We're here to, you know, help you. You know, we, hey, you know, things are weird. We understand, and you know, we're not here to hurt you. We're here to, to, you know, help you out, and we're gonna do what we can for you. And you know, and he's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, you can tell he's like sort of a little drunk. He puts the, yeah. he walks over and he puts the beer on the tail or on the on the the the, the you know, like the side of the truck, and then he uh-huh. walks out into the street, and then all of a sudden, when you watch the body camera video, you see. 
a cop run around the back of the truck. You see another cop run around the side of the truck. And a third cop tackles him, blindsides him, and just smashes him down into the street. I mean, and he hits the street hard because he didn't see this guy coming. And the guy sort of came at him from like, he sort of blindsided him, not totally from the, you know, the, the, the back, but sort of like at a, you know, at a, you know, like sort of like at a 45 degree angle. In other words, he didn't come right at him at a 90 degree angle, came at him like sort of from the back, like a 40 feet, 45 degree angle. Does that make sense? It does. And they get him on the ground and they are like manhandling him. You know, I mean, and, you know, and he's going like, hey, man, I didn't do anything. I'm going like, dude, I'm with you. You didn't do anything. You did what they told you to do. You came over and one cop's going, hey, man, we're not going to do anything bad to you. You know, come on over. You know, we want to talk. I want to talk. And then they tackle him and they and they, you know, and they got him on his face and, you know, they're they're pushing his face into the into the street and, you know, and they're handcuffing him. I'm going like, "Okay, hold on a minute. I mean, what is this? You know? I mean, and 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 it's later. It's called adrenaline, Brad. Well, but later, one of the police officers, one of the spokesmen, said, "Well, we had to take him down because if you watch the body camera video, he put his hand in his pocket." Well, the only problem was he put his hand in his he pocket. Didn't have any pocket? No, no. He there's like board shorts. They have like they have like those. Some of they have like little front pockets. You know what I mean? You oh know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You know. So he yeah, he said, yeah. "Well, they put his hand. He put his hand in his pocket." Well, he did like that like 20 seconds. before before they 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 you know they took him down. So in other words, if the cops were afraid, he put his hand in his in his pocket and he's going to come out with a gun or a knife. He did that when he, he was still like thirty or forty feet away when he was walking toward them. And by the time he got close to the cops, and still he was no closer than like maybe twenty feet when he stopped talking, you know, walking. He had his hands out, you know, even to the point he had his hands by his side, and they just nailed him. And I'm going like, okay, now I'm thinking was 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 his hands out like. Hands up, don't shoot. You, you know, kind of if, thing, you, if, you, if if you watch the the video, you can see this guy is obviously, I mean, he's in he's in mental anguish. You know, and and think about it. I'm you, so sorry for well, that. Well, you're you're like you're like you know uh, you know uh, uh, you know hot stuff on you know what, and you're you know your national people are interviewing you, and you're the big you know you're the big dude in charge of Trump's campaign, and you got all these accolades from the 2016 campaign, and here you are like this important guy, and all of a sudden Trump fires you, and you're nobody, and you're just like. Eh. They toss you aside. You're gone. That's you know? really that's really true. It's amazing how your a person's self worth is actually uh, gauged by their profession. Well, so people people believe that. Oh, look, I, I get it. I get it. I totally understand. It. You know, I mean, people have said that about me. It's probably true. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, this is what I, I know. Do. It's true for me. Well, okay, so so they pick him up and they're still manhandling the guy, and I'm going like. Okay, hold on a minute. You know, I mean, <laughs> I get it. Once again, I'm not being anti-cop, but by the same token, it wasn't like the guy came out and he looked like, you know, he no, he wasn't carrying a shotgun. He wasn't carrying like a baseball bat. You know, he had a beer in his hand. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. You know, usually when somebody, you know, think about it for a minute. In, in, in one of the things that when I went to school on my undergraduate degree, I have actually have a double major. I don't know if I've ever told you this or not before. I have a double major with journalism and speech communications. 
And one of the things... I did not know about the speech communications. Yes, double major. Okay. Whoop the more you know. Yeah, the more in light it does me. But see, what's interesting is I get, I get a lot out of my speech communications degree because one of the things that, that we learned way back when, and this was like this point in time, a new science or a new thing was kinesiology, which essentially was body... Yeah. That's what they called it back then, kinesiology, the body language. You know, what kind of body language, you know, when you see somebody where their hands are, you know, what, you know, how they're sitting, are they sitting reclined, are they sitting facing forward, are their arms folded? You know, the arms folded is like, I'm not open you to know, new discussion. But see, that one I think is over, uh, not overrated, but um, under appreciated because I fold my arms, not because I'm trying to make a statement or I'm cut off. But because it's comfortable to me. Well, you know, once again, you're correct in a certain respect, but there's certain things you can pick up on most people, the way they move, the way they talk, the way they hold their hands, the way they, you know, hold themselves, things like that. And he didn't, he didn't, he just didn't look threatening, you know? And if anything, he looked drunk and he looked like he was down in his luck, unhappy, you know, and, and the conversations they had with him on the phone, obviously he's like, you know, and she says, well, she's, you know, she's talking to him before they, you know, before they come out and he goes... Well, well, he's got a lot of guns, and he had a gun in his hand, and 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 he 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 put a round into the gun, and you know I get it, you know I mean that's why she called to begin with, you know, and once again did she do the right thing? Darn tootin' she did, you know. I mean this is her husband, although he may not be her husband too much longer, but that's a whole other story, you know. That, that really had to take guts on her part. Well, once again, gotta hand it to her, you know, because how many times do you hear about women that say that like. You know, and even some men, but women that talk about, oh, my God, my husband threatened me. And, you know, and, you know, and, and what you do? You think, well, no, I'm afraid of him. Call 911. You know, I mean, and, and once again, you ask any police officer, what's the call you don't want to go to? What's the call where you are probably in most danger of something, of things going sideways? And you know what they'll always tell you? What? Domestic disturbance. Oh, sure. You yeah. Know, husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, mom and, and, and the kids, you know, you know, family members, you know, you know, like, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, stuff like that. Uh, anyway, I just thought it was, I, you know, once again, I'm second guessing the police. I don't think they should have tackled him. I don't think they should have face planted him into the street and, you know, put on handcuffs on him and a whole bit. I just think that was wrong. I mean, to the point where if they would have approached him and said. Was he a black man? Who? The cops? No, Brad Parscale. No, he's a white dude. Yes, and, and, I, I don't know because I don't know. And all the cops, him. all the cops I've were white. I've only been. What 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 role did he lead? Um, he was in charge of uh, providing little debbies to uh, uh, Donald Trump when he's on the campaign trail. Donald Trump is very. That. He is, wasn't the press secretary, was he? No, I told you he was the campaign manager, and he got fired. Oh, okay, and yeah. He was a campaign manager, and and you know that that's a pretty big fall from grace. Well, but once again, you know, I mean, you know, I, but my whole point is they talk but about they manhandled them and they well, shouldn't have done it. They talk about the police tactics. I mean, to the point where I understand I'm not there. I'm not in the heat of the moment. But obviously the guy wasn't out the, you know, when the thing ended. I mean, they could have to me, they could have said, Brad, look, we got to take you into the police station. We have to put the handcuffs on you. Can you turn around? And we just turn around and we let, let us put the handcuffs on you. You know, I mean, they could have just said that to him. But no, they got to plant him his face in the, in the street and, you know, and beat the crap out of him. I'm going, OK, I don't like that. You know, once again, 
He's not, he wasn't being violent, but what do I know? You know what the answer to that question is? Not much. That's what the answer to that question is. It's 727. Westplex 107.1, it is BS the morning. I'm Shelly, she is Brad, 736. Weather's coming up. Um, Shelly, I have to tell you something. Brad? I have to tell you something funny. Happened over the weekend. Okay. Tell me. (laughs) Um, I am amazed at some of the things that people can do with the new consumer grade photography equipment and the gap between consumer photography and professional photography gets narrower all the time as far as the quality of video and quality of pictures okay so not to mention that the note 20 uh let me see the note 20 elite has like a hundred and twenty megapixel camera well i mean like you can buy uh, the 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 new gopro i think the new gopro 9 comes out shoots in like 5k you know anyway so really uh there are um i i i look at some of these things and i got onto this site where i subscribe to it and there are people that post like little mini movies that they've done that they're you know using essentially consumer grade kind of stuff and matter of fact there's a whole push if you've seen some of these ads on tv there's a whole push that these really well done pieces of video that are done on iphone and and edited with like uh you know uh, iMovie stuff like that anyway which so, i'm still jealous that uh, android does not right because have something like iMovie because i got iMovie and you don't so anyway i'm watching this nah, little nah, nah, nah. three four minute <laughs> video and it's like it's some guy did and it's about combat and it's showing you the various methods of, you know, modern combat where, you know, you see one guy, he's got his, you know, handgun, another guy's going to assault rifle the whole bit. And then the one guy throws a grenade and and as the other guys are hit by the grenade, one of the guys goes, ah! <laughs> it was the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Really? Oh yeah, it was in there. I'm going and right away I go. Oh, that oh that's is so hilarious. And if you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This is this scream that was originally back in a movie back in what was it? What do we say? The 40s or 50s, something like that. Long time ago. Yeah. yeah. And 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 it was in a, the original movie. It was in, and they think it was what was the guy's name? We talked about this. The other guy, uh, who was who was the guy? Uh, who, uh, I don't remember. The witch Brad. doctor. I know the witch doctor. I will forever the remember the Wilhelm scream. Okay, so anyway. Anyway, it's an inside joke in movie making that in every single one of the Star Wars movies that were done, not before Disney took it over, but since pre-Disney takeover of Star Wars, the Wilhelm scream is at some spot in that movie, every single movie. And you'll hear the same scream. Ah! And it's gotten to be like an inside joke in movie making. And also because of the fact that there's actually a couple YouTube videos where there's like... You know, they show all these little clips of various movies through the years using the Wilhelm scream. And it just cracks me up because, but now it's one of those things that since I did it with you and the people, you know, the listeners have heard it, it's to the point where if you hear it, you'll instantly identify it. It's like, oh, that's the Wilhelm scream. You know what I mean? And to me, it's like sort of a, like, it's like, haha, funny, funny, you know? And, and once again, it's like an inside joke. You know, I mean, and what's funny about this is if you read some of these stories about TV shows and movies and things like that, there's all sorts of inside jokes on some of these shows that, and if you look carefully, there's stuff 
in the background. You know, I mean, there's stuff like, you know, in, you know, like if there's a shot inside of like somebody's office, there's there's something on the bookshelf that doesn't quite belong, and it's all these little subtle little things that are like, okay, we're going to do this a and see, right? We're going to see special. if anybody picks up on this, you know, that kind of thing. And I just thought it was sort of funny, but anyway, um, quick little comment here. Okay. Okay. How would you like it that your mom gets mad at one of the TV announcers and it makes national news? Have you heard this story? No. Patrick Mahomes' mom was watching the Monday night game last night. Man, but Kansas City Chiefs, boy, he's just incredible. Anyway, she's watching the game last night, and one of the ESPN guys keeps referring to him as Pat Mahomes. Now, what's interesting is I think he's Patrick Mahomes Jr. because his father is also Patrick, but in their household, the dad is Pat and the son is Patrick. And and so she tweets out at this this guy who uh, think uh, she tweets out at this thing. If you call my son Pat one more time, you know. <laughs> and then apparently the tweet went viral, and and the ESPN people responded back, "We're sorry, we won't call him Pat anymore. We'll make sure we call him Patrick." Okay, you think? I, I mean, isn't that one of those things where it's like, I mean, like it's like. You know, if you're like the son going, Mom, would you lay off those ESPN guys for me? You know, you know what I mean? It's like, to me, it's like, it's like no matter how, how, you know, how uh, uh, prestigious you get and how much publicity and how, you know, what station in life, your mom can still embarrass you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's a God-given <laughs> right. And so, so do you embarrass your daughter often? I do. Oh, man. But she has no problem embarrassing me either. We'll be walking down the street and some random stranger will walk by and she go, my mom has MS. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding at all. Why would she do that? She she feels it necessary what's, to tell people. What's that? What's that? She, is that like Tourette's kind of syndrome where you just, just no, blurt that, stuff that out? No, that would be what know? I have. Oh, you have Tourette's system. Okay. Okay. You don't have. <laughs> Actually not, but you'd almost think so if you had a conversation with me for more than five minutes off the air. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, and, and by the way, I'm taking some pushback on comments I've gotten from listeners on my text line. Uh, and if you can text me anytime, 314-280-8880. As a matter of fact, you can always call Shelly on the poop line. You can call her at, uh, at, at 636-400-POOP, P-O-O-P, that's 7667. Anyway, I'm getting, fee- I'm getting pushback that uh, people are saying that they did the right thing by tackling Brad Pascal and face planting him on the street in front of his house. I just don't think that was proper. But, you know, what do I know? Answer that is, once again, nothing. Uh, weather's coming up. And who's our meteorologist? Jennifer Wojcicki. She'll be here just in a minute. Westplex 107.1. And now that I've educated Shelly, what do you hear in the beginning of every song that he's in? Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. <laughs> he says his name at the beginning of every song. Almost yes, every song. Does. Yeah, it's in there. Okay. This one's really blatant. Sometimes it's sort of mixed in there pretty deep. But this one's really, you know, you're getting Jason Derulo. It comes right out. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, taking care of business in, in previous uh, conversations. The exact tweet from her name is Patrick's mother, Patrick Mahomes' mother is Randy, R-A-N-D-I, Randy Mahomes. And the exact uh, tweet was, if this announcer doesn't stop calling my son Pat, ugh, I may scream, LOL, hashtag help, hashtag ESPN NFL, hashtag ESPN. 
And it was funny because one of the sideline reporters interviewed him about this, and and this is Patrick Mahomes. My mom says I'm Patrick and my dad is Pat, so hopefully we can start calling me Patrick just to keep her happy because I don't want to hear that tonight. So he's going. I don't so, have to so he's that. going off on his mom. And oh, how funny! This all happened last night. And the ESPN analyst, his name is Lewis Riddick. <laughs> he says, "Guilty, guilty, guilty." I apologize, Patrick, with emphasis on the Patrick. And the whole thing was talking about the fact that that uh, his his father is Pat. Who, by the way, do you know his father was an NHL, not an NHL, a Major League Baseball pitcher? I don't know what team he pitched for, but he was a... I did not know that. Yeah, so you know how it is. It's athletics goes moves in the family. That's why my poor kids are, you know, they can, you know, they can barely play... Uh, play uh you know a ping pong uh you know with uh, with not getting hurt you know what i'm saying uh <laughs> anyway uh, also uh can i can i run something by you and i will we'll talk that's what i'm here for we'll talk about this next hour okay there is starting to be a controversy in washington missouri over the new bridge and if Why? you know well i'll mention this in a minute and <clears throat> the okay. old bridge was built like what 34, 35, little two-lane bridge, and the new bridge is a, a new style bridge. It has no superstructure above it. It's just like you know concrete. It's 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 interesting. It's like the Highway 40 bridge, 64. I'm sorry, whatever you want to call it, between uh, St. Louis County and St. Charles County, coming out of Chesterfield, going in the Weldon Spring. The westbound bridge is an older bridge which has the steel superstructure above it. The eastbound bridge is the newer style bridge where it's just like there's no steel structure. All the steel's underneath. Okay, and that's the way the new Washmo bridge is. It's all steel and. It's a two-lane bridge. They wanted to make it a four-lane bridge, but they didn't have enough money. So they made it a two-lane bridge with wide shoulders. And then there is a really nice, and they just recently opened it up. That's why the controversy is about the bridge has been open for, what, a year and a half, two years now, something like that? Uh, but the um, the um, uh, controversy is there's a dedicated walkway, and in the middle of the bridge, there's a bump out on the bridge, and there's some seats where you can sit out there and sort of watch the river. And the con- it's a beautiful, beautiful bridge. Oh, it is. It is. The controversy is, by brought up by a couple people, there's no fence along the bridge to prevent people from jumping off the bridge and committing suicide. Well, they've got a valid point. But, you know, once again, I mean, I'm like scratching my head going like, okay. I mean, like, so, you know, I mean... I don't know. I, I and 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 it comes to mind that they had problems with people jumping off the Empire State Building on the observation deck, and they built a big a big fence around that. You know, so you can't necessarily do that anymore. But part of the reason they did that was that if you jump off a building in downtown New York City, chances are you may take one or more people with you when you hit the ground. You know what I'm saying? Because you're you know you're falling on a on a on a city street in New York City where there's people walking on the sidewalk. So, you know, once again, you may be selfish in taking your own life, but you may end up taking someone else's life as well, too. But when you're on... And whenever you take your own life, I mean, if you're listening, it is such a train wreck when you're gone. Well, if you're in the middle of nowhere... For the people that are left behind. and, And like, once again, and I'm trying to think about this because the controversy is, you know, I'm gonna have to think about this. The Highway 40 bridge... Um, is there a fence on that Highway 40 bridge, on the eastbound bridge between Weldon Spring and Chesterfield? I'm going to have to take a look at that. Um, and then if you look at the uh, the, the uh, 364 bridge, the Pays Extension Bridge between Maryland Heights and St. Charles, 
there's a dedicated um, bike path, but I think that has a fence, but just because, in fact, it doesn't have any concrete barriers. It's a separate little bridge next to the bridge, whereas the one on Highway 40 and the new Washmo Bridge is a pedestrian lane that's um, got the Jersey barrier between the traffic lanes and the pedestrian side. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And I'm trying to think, but what's weird about it is, on that new Washmo Bridge, there is a fence above the railroad tracks. And I think the railroad made them put that in so people wouldn't stand up there and drop stuff on the trains. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because there is a like a ten foot fence there, but that's the only place that is on that. But so so what you so you're sort of agreeing with the fact that there should be a fence along the entire bridge so people can't jump off the bridge? I do. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I really do, because as it stands now. People are the lowest that they've been in years. Yeah. Because of how this this year has gone. Yeah. And you know, F twenty twenty, I love that song. Yeah, it's we're my, still it's a, my my new mantra. I got somebody the other day that complained about that. I'm thinking to myself, they're going like you're you're only creating more of a problem by playing that F twenty twenty song. Okay, if you listen to the lyrics How is that possible? I don't I, it's to me, don't you think it's sort of like ha ha funny funny? Don't don't I mean to me when I hear that song, it actually makes me feel better because it's sort of like It does. It's sort of like it really you know, does, taking a humorous that's what you want to say. Right. It's sort of taking a humorous <laughs> look at a bad situation, right? I mean, that's the way I look at it, but I had pushback on that the other day, and I'm going, mm, you just can't So ever. does that mean you're going to stop playing? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, quite honestly, it's not, it's 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 a minor hit. It's I have to see where it's at. Let me, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll check that next hour. I mean, I think last week it was 32 or something like that, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's probably a song that'll go down in history as like, you know, don't look, Ethel! You know, the streak, like you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Ray Stevens, stuff like that. So uh, anyway, okay, we'll talk about that next hour. Uh, do you have, can you have a couple minutes next hour? You got you to gotta leave. I always have minutes for you, No, Brad. you don't. Get out of here. 7.59. Bum, bum. <laughs> Westplex 107.1. What a man got to do. 8.07. Good morning. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly, and she is... Brad. Very good. Okay. Uh, recapping a couple of different things. Uh, Nellie's still in uh, Dancing with the Stars. Uh, Cardinals, oh, how fun. Yeah, Cardinals are, uh, he did a foxtrot the other night. Uh, Cardinals are still in the playoffs, uh, are in the playoffs. Uh, let me think. Uh, the Rams are still in Los Angeles. <laughs> They're not here. Um, let me think what else I was going to talk about. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' mom uh, got mad at one of the announcers last night on uh, on on the uh, ESPN Monday Night Football game uh, tonight. You know, you know what? You know, did you, did you hear? Did you hear what's what's happening at the debate? No. There is a a shortage of Red Bull in the vicinity of where the debate's going to be held tonight. Okay. And rumors are that. It's being taken, and it's going to be administered intravenously to Joe Biden. Oh, okay. So this is this is a bunch of Red Bull. <laughs> yes, it's a bunch of Red Bull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're going <laughs> to. That was appropriate. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be. See, once again, I think Trump's going to look bad tonight. I really do. I I I don't think so. No, yeah, because everybody's going to complain. See, one of two things is going to happen. 
Joe, you know, you know, and once again, Joe Biden may be playing possum. You know what I mean? You ever hear that thing, playing possum? You know, and he yeah, may, I know what it means. He may be, he may be. God, there was years ago. Well, if he's playing possum, that he's got, he's letting everybody believe that he's got onset di- di- dementia, and well, he really doesn't. Okay, shame on him. As a kid, I remember this skit, and it was years and years and years and years ago, and I believe it was Jerry Lewis of all people. And Jerry Lewis, it was a little skit, and Jerry Lewis was playing an announcer who was auditioning for a job. And for whatever reason, the guy who is, he was auditioning against, it seems like, if I remember, I think he sort of felt sorry for the guy. So when it was, you know, when it was, uh, you know, uh, the guy's, or when it was Jerry's turn to, to be the announcer, and he's on, in an audition, they're in a studio, and he goes to the microphone, and like and you can't understand a word he says. So the the guy who is a, he's auditioning against grabs the script and just reads it perfectly like an announcer would. No problems. Everything is enunciated correctly, and he does an excellent job. And the the um, a producer says, "Okay, okay, uh, yeah, you're hired." And he says, "Jerry Lewis, sorry, sir, but uh, uh, you know we we can't use you." So they leave, leave the studio, and Jerry picks up the script. And looks at it, just briefly glances, glances at the entire script, you know, crunches it into a ball, you know, just, you know, wads it up. And then in the kind most. Kind of like what Pelosi did. No, no, with she ripped the, the thing uh, State in of half. the Union. No, but in a most eloquent, eloquent voice, does the script perfectly by memory. And the idea being that, like, you know what? He let the other guy win. You know, he wasn't going to up, you know, he wasn't going to show him up. So I say. That Joe Biden tonight is Jerry Lewis in that skit. That this has all been like, like just he's 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 like laying a trap for Trump. You know, and he says like the other day he said he's been in the Senate for 180 years, and last week he said 200 million people in the United States have died from coronavirus, and you know, and then he said you know, there was a, like even the CNN put on their fact checker page where he said you know Donald Trump should put out a list of who he wants as Supreme Court justice, and this was before RBG died, and Trump had already done that twice, and already said remember that was the deal where Josh Hawley was on the list. Remember that we talked about the fact. Yeah. Yes. That oh yes. God, here we go again. Josh Hawley, he, you know, when he was the when when he was being elected to Missouri Attorney General, he said, "I'm not going to use the job as a Missouri Attorney General to as a stepping stone to a higher position." And he's in office for like six days, and he announces he's running for Senate. You know, so you know, and then he's in the Senate, and he goes, "I'm not going to use my job as a senator as a higher position." And he's on the list for Missouri's or Supreme Court justice. Anyway, I think Trump is going to get is going to get burnt tonight. I think so. Well, we'll just have to see. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I actually, I actually might watch this, even though I'm not political. I actually might watch this. Well, this is going to be, you know. And once again, I think this is this this. The, here's the other problem. Okay, this is going to be like watching what was one of the Tyson fights where the fight was over like in 14 <laughs> seconds you know what i mean it was like it was like everybody went like oh this is going to be the fight of the century it's going to last 42 rounds and you know they're they're going to be slugging it out for 4 hours and the fight lasts you know like what was it? i think it was tyson where he knocks, knocks somebody out like in 14 seconds or something here let me see if i can just if i can just even google that tyson uh, tyson t y s o n 
knock-a-n-o-c-k, knock-out in seconds. See what I can find with that and see what that comes up. Uh, uh, yeah, 49 seconds. Tyson <laughs> needed 49 seconds. His sixth fastest KO to get rid of Etienne and end what would have been a wild buildup, which included the fight nearly being canceled after Tyson unveiled his facial tattoo to the world a few days before the bout. Yes, ranking Mike Tyson's 10 greatest and nastiest knockouts. So once again, he knocked him out like in 49 seconds. You know, everybody go, oh, it's going to last. They're going to go. They're gonna, there's going to be round after round after round after round. And how would you feel if you like bought the ticket, the seat, seat ringside at that fight, and it's over in like in less than a minute? Wouldn't you go like, Okay, I think I got gypped. I want my money back, right? No? Yes? Pretty much, yes. Oh, man, I tell you what. Okay, so did we start But I don't I don't like I don't like boxing. I'm more of a wrestler kind of girl. Well, but I grew up with, you know, Nature Boy Rick Flair and um Brown. Hey, I got you beat. I, I grew up with who Dick else? Hulk Hogan. I grew up with and Dick Don Brown. I grew up with Dick the Bruiser. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, you know, like when it was wrestling at the chase. Yes. Do you do you know? Do you, did I ever tell you this weird story? Did, well, you have so many weird no, no, stories. No, 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 Which no, no, one no. are you talking about now? Okay, one. This is going way back when. You know the St. Louis Small Business Monthly. Yes. Okay, my one attorney that I used way back when, when I first got into business. This is going way back when. His name was I think his last name was Schneider. But his wife's name was, I believe her, his, her wife's name was, she didn't change her name when she got married, and she was Katie Munchnik. And, um, and she started this little publication to promote her husband, the attorney, and that little publication turned into the St. Louis Small Business Monthly. So Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly how it started. She started this little publication to promote his, his legal practice. It was like a little thing like, like and it was like, it was like a, it was like a thing. She mailed it out or something like that. And it was like one of those things. It was like, you know, you know, four pages. It was like a, what, 11 by 17 inch sheet of paper folded in half. So it like, you know, it was two, eight and a half, but you know, it's like four pages long. You open it up, front page, you open it up, two pages in the middle, back page. Okay. And one day I was in his office and she was there. And she said, she said, uh, you know, and he says, hey, I want to introduce you to my wife. This is, I think it was, her name was Katie. I know her last name was Munchnik. And he says, this is Katie Munchnik. And I said, oh, I said, do you know this guy by the name of Sam? And she goes, that's my father. I go, really? And she started telling the stories about how, how all these wrestlers used to come over to her house when she was a, a kid. You know, that like her dad had been doing this for years. He was the promoter wrestling for, at the chase. And like all, he would have these guys over for dinner and she would be sitting there eating dinner with Dick the Bruiser and all these other people. Is that bizarre or what? You know? I think that's lovely. I mean, you know, think about that for a minute. Let's say your dad was, you know, let's say my dad was like the director of the Playboy Club. Well, that's what your dad was. Did you have Playboy? Yeah, did when you have, I was born. Did yeah. you have Playboy bunnies over for for dinner and things like that? No. No. Yes, no. It didn't happen. I, this. I was a child. And, I mean, I was and, like an in, newborn infant. And Shelly is. I found that out because 
um, I don't know if they do that now, but on the birth certificates back in the 60s, they put the daddy's occupation. Well, Shelly is not kidding. Her father, once upon a time, ran the Playboy Club when it was down, yeah. what, at Lindell in Central West End? Wasn't that where it was? On I'm thinking it was on Lindell, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then it moved down to South County. Uh, yeah, because that was after the 60s. Right, right. So, so yeah, her dad ran the Playboy Club. It was funny. And matter of fact, my stepmother was a bunny. And remember when we met Ron Grubbs and turned out yes. that, that, that Ron Grubbs knew your dad? Remember that? Everybody knew my dad back <laughs> in the day. It was like, man, is this a small world or what? You know? Yes. I mean, like, you know, you know, so. My daddy was very polarizing. You either loved him or you hated him. I happen to have loved him. But uh, there were some people that he was not their favorite man. Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. Okay, so what what stuff have we stirred up this morning? What BS have we stirred up this morning? First off, uh, I got in trouble for talking about Brad Parscale. I thought it was bad that they tackled him. And supposedly, now I did not know this, and maybe this is extenuating circumstances, but the, the standoff took three hours. If you don't know what we're talking about, it happened over the weekend. Brad Parscale, who used to be the campaign manager for Trump, he got fired a couple months back or a month back or something like that, and apparently got very depressed. He was, you know, at his house. Supposedly, his wife said he was becoming suicidal. She called the police. The police came. The police were outside. She was in a towel. She took the towel off. She had a skimpy bikini top on. She's smoking hot. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that again, should I? Anyway... Yeah, so, you said it more than once. So fine, I think we got the point that she so, was attracted. So finally, uh, they talk Brad Boy. out, and he comes out to talk to the police, and one of the cops, actually three cops, blindside him, tackle him, knock him to the ground, face plant him on the, in the in the asphalt, you know, you know, really manhandle him, put the cuffs on him. I'm going like, okay, not right. And then earlier I brought up the fact that how we should defund KWMU, St. Louis Public Radio, that there should be no more state, federal, local funding, and if you donate money to KWMU, uh, send it somewhere else. Send it to us. We could use yes, the money. Yes, we need that. We could use the money much more we than they really could. could. I mean, we could use. We could use. Um, you know, like I mean, what what they would consider pocket change would keep us on the air for a month. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I do. That's how 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 how, how uh, you know skimpy an operation we run here. Skimpy. Is that right? No, no not skimpy. Skimpy. Would, skimpy would be frugal. What? Frugal, yes, frugal operation we run here. I'm telling you, you know yes. what? What we run a tight ship. The and you know, and I will say this, and I'm not kidding. The equipment that they throw away, we use. I literally have equipment running this radio station that was discarded. I bought from KWMU as surplus equipment. I am not kidding. Matter of fact, I if the next time I'll you know I'll, I'll show you what I what I have, and matter of fact, my soundproof booth. Yes. You know where that came from? No. KWMU. Really. Honest goodness. Patty He's got this floating booth Patty, that's completely soundproof. Patty Wenty. It sounds like you're walking into the. Uh, place where morpheus finally right. meets it's it's right. neo right. and it was down girl. before they moved into the central west end and their fancy schmancy digs it was this soundproof booth booth was down in the basement of whatever building they were in and they needed more studio space and they couldn't build any more studios so they took over like a classroom across the hall or something like that and they bought this booth 
which is like a, a modular booth that you can assemble and disassemble. And, and, and then when they moved to their new studios, they didn't need it anymore. And Patty Wente, who used to be the general manager of KWMU, who also got thrown out by the news department because they, they uh, essentially, uh, you know, uh, uh, made her walk the, the, you know, the plank, uh, you know, and mutinied against her. Uh, she called me up one day and she says, hey, we've got this soundproof booth and uh, it's going to go on. Uh, he says, and she said, this has to go to bid. Uh, so if you want to submit a bid, and I submitted a bid, and I won the auction, and I got the thing. Uh, so, you know, once again, the stuff they throw away, I'm using, okay? So, and, and the whole deal, and I'm serious about this. I'm tired of the crap that goes on with these public radio stations and snooty booty and stuff like that, and they're all complaining they're not making enough money, and they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Hey, look, the rest of the radio business, we're in the toilet, you know? And you're complaining that, yeah. you know, that, that the, that you know, the, the curry, the, you, don't, you don't have enough Keurig mach- machines, and you don't have enough, you know, K-cups and things like that. Okay, tired of it, stop it, defund NPR, or not in NPR, defund KWMU. Boy, am I getting in good trouble for that. <laughs> yep, and it's 821, and I think we're done. What about you, Brad? No, I think I should insult a couple more people and say some more controversial things where people get mad at me. What do you think? No? Uh, what You know, whatever makes your life colorful. We're done, 821. Have a great day, everybody.